Oh, right. I have to play. Oh, no, that's me. <laughs> I'm like, wait, yes. do I do something now? Oh, all right. Each Sunday night, I'd watch the practice with none of my friends. I'd turn the dial to ABC to see the creep of the week that Bobby Donald defends. But I'm out of practice. With your hosts. Keith Varney Hey, we did it <laughs> And Mike and Deglio Way back in high school Most every night My mom watched QVC So I missed the practice There was no TiVo What could I do? Wait 15 years, get fat Then stream it on This is episode 152. We still don't know what we're doing. What can you say? I mean, that's it. You nailed it. Yeah. And welcome to the Out of Practice podcast, a weekly podcast in which me, Keith Murney, Discuss David E. Kelly's award-winning series, The Practice, with my buddy, Mike Indaglio. That's him. Uh, Mike, we missed it. We we did not commemorate Out of Practice's 150th episode. This mm. is actually 152 uh, and the 142nd episode of The Practice. Some would say we should celebrate. Some would say we should commemorate. Others would say we should apologize. So... And uh, for all of it, I think we should finally take the advice of the episode title that we have never taken once in our life. We are, of course, talking about The Practice Season 7, Episode 19, Less is More, uh, which is, uh, we've definitely subscribed to the more is more. But only, is it less is more this time, or is it les? Like, what? what's the, the lack of S? I had to, I checked it on the IMDb. That is accurate. No, no, it is. And it is, it is absolutely correct. And you're going to understand once we start watching this episode, for better or mm-hmm. worse, it's going to make sense. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, how's it going, right. Mike? You know, it's going all right. Uh, Jen has overcome her, her omicron situation it's her third covid or a second COVID? yes her third covid we we Oof. think uh my mom is now covid positive my brother's wife is covid positive we have a lot of covid happening my sister's son so we did a drive-by birthday for him this past weekend oh uh, and is everybody really cool, doing okay everybody's doing okay okay i should have led with that i thought uh, what was really kind of cool this weekend was so my my nephew he is six five or six and he is like all he's all about the police right he wants to be a cop he's got all the police toys he's like that's his phase right now fair enough how old is he he's five or six he's, nice. he's a young kid and uh so my brother-in-law invited called up the police department and said as much to the police department of chester county pennsylvania and at uh, 2 o'clock on Saturday, they brought three cop cars with sirens and lights flaring <laughs> up to the house. Oh, cool. They let us, like, t- get in the car, and they gave them, a, like, a swag bag, and it was it was so cool. It was really, oh, you that's know. Oh, super cute. There's plenty of reason to uh, be critical of some of our 
men in blue, but there are also cool dudes doing cool stuff and doing the job and doing it proud. So I wanted yeah, to give that a shout sure. out. And nice. uh, that's what that's what's been up. What about you, buddy? Well, I tell you, we've had quite the week here uh, because our furnace died. Ooh! And if you're paying attention uh, to the dates that we're dropping these, we're in Jan- January. Excuse me. And uh, it's we, cold. It's it's cold. In fact, we had the I think the coldest night in years here in New Jersey was down in the single digits with uh, no heat in our house. So that wasn't great. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, it sort of sputtered out. And we were trying to limp it along a little bit here and here. Uh, but this morning. Our friends at Infinite Comfort here in New Jersey, the HVAC uh, specialists, came and fixed it, and uh, they were excellent. So, folks, is your furnace down? Do you live in northern New Jersey? Infinite Comfort. Uh, they actually they did it good. You know, they didn't uh, try to oversell us on any nonsense. They communicated well. They wore their masks the whole time, which is not the truth. Not the case with the first company we tried with. Oh, uh, we we called him the super spreader. Uh, but, uh, very professional, got the job done. And thanks to our friends at a American home warranty, uh, we actually didn't have to pay for most of it because we have, a we actually like pay for a, a home warranty, which I didn't even know existed, but, uh, it covers shit that breaks. And so it's like so, a landlord. It's so it's like a landlord. And, uh, so that was really, uh, so right. that was nice. So. Cool. It, it was a uh, it was a cold and stressful weekend, but now everything works again. It's uh, now it's pretty Keith, cool. Keith's heart and physical being has warmed up, ready to uh, to watch what I can only imagine will be uh, the beginning of the end of Bobby Donnell today. Ah, yes. Well, one of us, one of the one of those two has warmed up. Uh, okay. Well, yeah. So so we've uh, we're in an interesting point in the practice history mm-hmm. because we are we are running up on the end of season seven and now, it's been weighing on me keith it's been weighing on me oh, oh do tell i think we've talked about it before but right now is an anxiety ridden time and so my my mental coping mechanisms are just looking for outlets for anxiety to just like mm-hmm. place my anxiety I random songs, random notes in songs, like I'm obsessing about different things. But this week, ironically, what has been on my mind heavily is what is Lindsay going to say to Bobby? We left Lindsay stewing in her car, observing Bobby kiss, flirt like a third grader with this girl in the corner. Oh, no, they they full on kiss kissed. Yeah, they kiss kissed. And, And Lindsay was stewing and Bobby... If we've know anything, Bobby is so cool around the women. He's so suave, but when he's trying to like lie, he's about as good as Rebecca in the last episode. He's a bumbling fool. So I can only yeah. imagine we're going to be treated to episodes or scenes of Bobby bumbling over himself, and it's going to be uncomfortable. It's been uncomfortable for a week for me now. Yeah. Can we get some resolution today? Uh, well, we are going to get a continuation at the very least, uh, yeah. and uh, we uh, as we we were showing in the in the teaser. If you can't see it, we have a uh, the, our Easter egg is hard to uh, it's hard to read the because CBS we have logo, such... But this is an ABC property, yes. It, it is indeed. So there's uh, there's a lot going on there. So gonna be uh, gonna be a very interesting episode. And I think, frankly, we should uh, we should just get to it. We should jump yeah. into it. Uh, but folks, if you would like to cheer up Mike in his uh, state of being kind of stressed out. How would they? How would they reach out and uh, cheer up, Mike? 
Uh, it's very simple to do that, Keith. Uh, nobody really takes us up on it much anymore, but it is a, a possible <laughs> thing they can do. Um, you yeah, know, you can, uh, on our you can other write... show, on our other show, you got called out for complimenting like somebody's grandmother, which I'm assuming means a backhanded compliment. You just gave our contact info like a guilting mother. Nobody calls us much anymore, but well, you true. know, you could. The phone you know, number, the phone are still sick. works. Things are, lots are happening. We're out here making this podcast that's changing the world one episode at a time. I'm and, just uh, saying, the email's the same. It's not broke. I checked to see if it was broken, but you know I mean, what? It's it still nice works. that you sent soup, but it was cold. Out of practice podcast at gmail.com or on the social media. And by social media, I mean the old stuff. We haven't TikToked yet, but I, th I guess we're supposed to do that. Out of <laughs> practice podcast with the little at symbol in front. That's us. And uh, we hope you could. Uh, <laughs> if you want to join the jury, you can leave a rating, a review. Uh, but we don't even show that anymore because it's it's over. <laughs> wow mike is in a dark place in our other show in our other show that we're having a lot of fun with uh on the channel you can check that out uh, look at my star trek toys we had somebody <laughs> which great great community over there too and they, somebody said to us you guys should really have more more followers <laughs> we're like <laughs> oh, okay yeah i agreed <laughs> yes, multiple people. It's like, why don't people watch this? Yeah, it's free, but free also means no budget to uh, pay for Google AdSense. It's, so, uh, it's true. It's it's hey, real... Charlie. Oh, hey, buddy. <laughs> Charlie's coming to visit. Oh boy, it's uh, all right. Let's get through the obligatory stuff so we can get to the episode. I, I need to know. I need to get. I need to find out what's happening. All right. Well, then you know what? Let's just jump right into the time machine. Yeah, let's do it. Shall we? Let's go back to April 7th, the year 2003. Uh, Mike, what were you doing? This day in the basement. Well, buddy, I think that, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we are doing a little exercise this week that I'm gonna join you with, so I'm gonna let you go first. I'll follow you up, because uh, remember, I already lived this, relived this year of my life, so I'm just kind of retreading, so let's... Oh. Uh, I see. All right. I believe well, we're, we're, coming, we're going to talk about uh, headshots today. Yeah. Mike's in reruns. Yes. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, first I've off. I've been in syndication since 2002, baby. <laughs> uh, so uh, first off, I went back to the old emails, and I found an email from my roommate at that point, uh, Jenny, who uh, went to college with me. We moved in. Apparently, it was a very important laundry night. It mm. was so important that she emailed me. Email. Because, you know, there's no texting at that point, or at least it was very rudimentary, and I don't even think I had a cell phone. And she's like, look, we're going to do laundry, even if it snows. Here we go, laundry night. So, uh, folks, big night. Big night. I used night. to love laundry night. Now, for our younger viewers or people who didn't live in a city, you always had a washing machine, so the laundromat wasn't a thing. But you it wasn't like today. If laundry day had been like today, you could have a podcast, you could have something, you know, to go on. Mm -hmm. But back mm -hmm. then, my these laundromats didn't have TVs. There was no podcast. So you had to set aside a day. If you weren't around the corner and couldn't bounce back and forth to your apartment, you'd bring a notebook with you, a novel, maybe your laptop uh, that you right. ripped some Napster and you could just hang out at the laundromat. It was a thing. And I recall, because people would also steal your shit. Oh, yeah. Well, and like there's usually a germy torn copy of Entertainment Weekly from 1996 you could read. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, Every but, time I do laundry here in the laundry machine, I am or the laundry machine, the, the washing machine. That's what they call it. Yeah, they it's, it's a new thing for me. Uh, no, I am you, appreciative. I am. Appreciative. Do you have one in, in your apartment? We do. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, that that was a really big. Our last apartment in Astoria had one, um, which was so. It, it felt like the world opened up and changed. It was, of course, like a giant washer dryer shoved into your bathroom. Uh, whereas oh, we have like I mean, actually a, like a room for it here, which is nice. Yeah, even room for it in your apartment. We do. My apartment is like almost a house. Yeah, that's pretty swanky. And, and you're after. Yeah, you definitely have upgraded significantly. Oh, yeah. We've leveled up for sure. But uh, but yeah, no. I mean, and our our laundry is is just a few feet to my left, right this very minute, mm, because yeah, we're maybe. broadcasting from the basement. Anyway, all right. So what are we really talking about? We did laundry. That's exciting. Laundromats, New York City, Brooklyn. Uh, you probably used the same laundromat when you moved in uh, that same apartment just uh, mm -hmm. about a year later. So uh, this was, I think I mentioned having them taken, but this was the week that I got my headshots printed. My very first New York City headshots. Uh, hold on, I'm reaching, I'm reaching. And let me tell you, uh, speaking of time machine, these headshots were shot with a camera on film. Mm -hmm. On eggs literal black. I do have the contact sheet, the negatives, and I do have the contact sheet. I think I might have put one up there. Uh, so here are all of the contact sheets of twenty-two and a half year old uh, me in black and white, looking absolutely ridiculous in these ancient headshots. And so I, I believe the final product uh, Mike has to show you here. My goodness, that is what I chose to, that is how I chose to represent myself to the theater industry uh, for many years. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was tough. So here we are. Uh, and I decided to do the 18 year challenge or 19 year challenge. And so there's, uh, there's one of the possibilities for my new headshots that, uh, you know. Now, did you take that on a timer or did you have your wife film that? I took it on a timer. That that is a self-portrait here in the in the basement. Nice. Uh, using your telephone? No, no, no. Using my uh, using my my Sony. I have a Sony A thirty three. Nice. So, uh, yeah. So I I took a whole mess of them, and I don't you know I don't know which ones I'm going to choose, but I I did one in black and white to match the original one. So the, if you're wondering just how how rough the eighteen years was, there it is, right there on your screen. Uh, yeah, but it was a, it was a big deal. Those first time getting your professional headshots. Oh, I remember my friend. I remember, I, uh, I think I've shown this photo before, but, uh, I, this is also that challenge for my end. Uh, yes, that was my first headshot I chose for school. And, uh, this was, that's one I had used about four years ago. So that's not particularly up to date. As you can tell, I still look like a young man there, but, uh, <laughs> it's so weird to me now you think about the whole process of getting a headshot, but like the people generally now have hundreds and they're cycling them through every couple of weeks, every, you know, so right, right. Don't really, I mean, I think at the, at the probably upper echelons of our industry, you're getting professional headshots, but like Keith showed us before, you can, you can do that stuff yourself right now. You just want to look, you just want to represent what you look like today. Right. Right. Yeah. It just, it just needs to look like you. And I think that there's so much like this idea that you have to be, if, if it's, if, if it's overproduced, if you look like more glamorous than you are in real life, that's not useful. Mm -hmm. Like, and and in some projects that could hurt you. If you're yeah. going in to play like you know 
a monster on Law and Order, which I, I think I texted you and Jen, my initial headshot, like, I was ready to go in for every creeper that was ever on SVU in all 20-something seasons in that picture. But that would have helped me. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, you know, it's it's so funny. Age has helped us, you know, like, we had, we had a little chubbier cheeks back in our, back in the, the, the early 2000s than we do today. Now we're just, you know, life has sucked it out of us. All right, well, uh, yeah, so that was fun. And I have written here on the envelope my family's assessment of which headshots to choose because that was that was always part of the tradition is you go and you show the contacts <laughs> to all your friends and families. And apparently my father liked 403, number 31. So that, okay. was, a, that, was, a, that was a big one. So there it is. All right, well, we've discussed where what we were doing in April of 2003, I think it's time to uh, zoom out a little bit and see what was going on. It's time for the Out of Practice Podcasts This Day in the World. The greatest hits, the biggest movies, headlines from Vermont, essential sports updates, and for some inexplicable reason, the weather from 20 years ago. Now back to Keith and Mike. I, I should... I should point out that the uh, the voice of that segment won the fantasy football league. Uh, quite quite demonstrably. Yeah, he kicked both of our asses. Wow, this is it's a Christmas wow. cover of Into Club. Uh, the Christmas cover. That's amazing. This is Ali Spagnola. Uh, the channel is at Ali Spagnola, and it's the video is entitled "What If Into Club Was a Christmas Song." So thanks a shout out to them. Wow, that's amazing. Well, thank you for that. I I'm was so like gobsmacked by it. I couldn't speak. <laughs> well, I'll give you some other information. Let me tell you uh, what we were seeing in the movie theaters. We were seeing Phone Booth, which mm. uh, the Colin Farrell and Kiefer Sutherland spoiler alert vehicle, uh, most of which took place of uh, with Colin Farrell in a phone booth. It, it wasn't as good as you hoped it was going to be. But uh, I think I saw that in the theaters Yeah. for some reason. I saw a lot more movies in the theaters there than I remembered that I did. I guess that was a thing I did. I don't know. And the cover of the Burlington Free Press talked about, because we are right, you know, in the, in the heat of the war, Baghdad surrounded. So this was the point in the war where we had taken over all of Iraq except for Baghdad mm. uh, going in. So... Uh, Definitely a very big uh, day historically um, in terms of the uh, the big picture of the world. But luckily, uh, we don't care about the geopolitical issues of the world. We care about... It's time. It's time. It's time, it's time for sports. The NHL season finished the day before the episode aired, and both the Bruins and the Flyers were preparing for their first round matchups. Boston will play the New Jersey Devils, and the Flyers are set up for a matchup versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Stay tuned to find out what happened 19 years ago. There it is, folks. Hockey playoffs. The NFL playoffs are happening right now. Uh, the NFC East was not represented well. Um, but Never they all really did. is, is it? Look, we won. Both of our teams have won the Super Bowl in the last twenty years. So it seems it just seems so ridiculous that that's a fact. I I would just like to point out for mainly just for Mike and I because our brains work differently. 
But uh, Eli's first Super Bowl, right, beating beating the undefeated Patriots and the you know the helmet catch or whatever, was only four years after this episode of the practice aired. That's insane to me. <laughs> it was fifteen years ago. I remember that cat. I'll never forget it. That was. Oh, Eagles. The, I, the There's so few thing... times where Eagles fans or Giants fans are rooting as a unit, and that was one of them. I can't believe that was 15 years ago. It feels like that was like five years ago. Yeah. I remember everything about it. Well, there we are. There are times right. when I, I forget that I'm old and then I stand up. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, that's really, uh, that's craziness. All right. Let's do this. I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. And I'm not going to take this anymore. It's time to talk. Okay, we are talking about The Practice Season 7, Episode 19. Tick, tick, tick. Uh, oh God, we're less so close. is more to the end of Season 7, at least, yes. So we are we are only three episodes away from the final season of The Practice. And the final season of Out of Practice. I can't believe it. It's uh, we're, we're really getting up there. This episode was written by David E. Kelly... Okay. And directed by veteran director Denny Smith. Dennis Smith uh, directed this. It leaves us with only one important question that we always Stalling. ask. There it is. Stalling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is that supposed to mean? What's your problem? Is this yeah. what happens to women when you insert your penis? What if he would have drank the curdled milk? Then what would have happened? That's a good question, Jimmy. Mm, Although I'm mm. off the dairy milk, so uh, you're off the dairy milk. Yeah, I'm really back to. I'm really go. I'm all almond, baby. Ew. Oat milk too. I like oat milk. Anyway, why do you hate cows? So I love cows. That's kind of the whole thing. Uh, mm. I don't actually it has nothing to do with cows. So. <laughs> So, folks, if you can't tell, that's the CBS Mike logo. Mike wants which, to remain continent. Uh, <laughs> but I also see a shark, right? So, uh, so I'm gonna guess here that somehow we pull like a a, a Stephen King in the uh, Dark Tower series and write in some sort of the ABC CBS conflict into the mm. episode somehow. In like a Ooh. schlocky, cheesy way, like like um, some bullshit, like uh, the board of CBS, the like the brass of CBS is being held hostage, or some like some shit, or uh, there's like an attack, like a terrorist attack on the networks. But why would it be CBS? Something that is just absurd that would be shark jumpy. Mike, I feel like you don't have high expectations for this episode. Well, you put that shark fin baby in. <laughs> um, so there's going to be some bullshit in the A case about that. Uh, I'm going to say a bomb scare at the CBS headquarters. Okay, that's okay. where I'm going to go. Okay. And then let's get to the, the nitty gritty. And and there's no like defense stuff happening. Like It has nothing to do in the court case. This is all like a, a Bobby McRambo type action sequence. I don't know why. Maybe, okay. Uh, who's somebody we haven't seen a lot lately of? Eugene. No, we've seen Eugene. 
anybody Rebecca. except for Bobby? Yeah, we haven't right. seen Rebecca in a while. So Rebecca somehow, Rebecca and uh, Jamie have okay. to do, have some meeting at the CBS headquarters for like a reality. They don't do reality shows yet. Was oh no, they definitely sh- do. Okay, so for some reality show, and there's a bomb scare or a, no, a hostage taker, and they're trapped in the CBS building, and something happens. Okay, that's okay. it. Okay, all right. B. Bobby and Lindsay have a have a tete-a-tete, and mm-hmm. Bobby's a bumbling fool. He first tries to lie. Then Lindsay calls, Lindsay calls him and calls it on him, and somehow at the end of all of this, they manage to make Lindsay look like the bad guy. And Keith and Mike are upset. Okay. Well, Those are my uh, guesses. This got, this got real. Sorry. <laughs> wow. This this uh, You know... Mike, you know, sometimes Mike is here is like funny Mike, and sometimes his heart is right there in front of us, and we can see it beating. Uh, I'm and, a little uh, sad. We're getting close to the end, and that means the show's over. And we've we've really this has been like a huge part of our life. So uh, you know, we're gonna have that. another show. <laughs> Just tell me it's gonna be okay, Keith. It's gonna could be someone, okay. Mike. Could someone write have... to Out of Practice Podcast at gmail.com and tell me it's gonna be okay? It's gonna be okay. We're gonna. You have... know who I need? Do you know who hmm. I need? Who do you need? I hate to say this because he just destroyed my Eagles, but I think I need Tom Brady to write in. We haven't heard from him in so long. <laughs> oh, it's that's been true. Seasons. Tom, Tom, Tom. I know you're busy being a terrible person, uh, but uh, our, our good friend Mike needs uh, needs a little pick me up. So you know, maybe maybe throw him a Lombardi trophy or two. <laughs> <laughs> Don't hit me in the head with it. No, no, just like throw it over some sort of like a chasm over lava because, you know, you have a hundred of them, so you don't so really many. give a crap about so each next one. Come on, you, know, you know Gronk will fish it out of the lagoon. Yo, Gronk, we talk about time. Gronk is still just like chugging along too. He's like, oh, I'll catch every pass and have a he thousand yards and touchdowns. He doesn't care. He doesn't even know it's a sport. All right. Uh, folks, it is now time to hop over to your podcasting service of choice. And listen, I don't know. I I said choice, but in my head, I'm like, that's wrong. But I was right. I don't know. We're we're all feeling a little weird today. But we're going to watch this episode, Season 7, Episode 19, Less is More. We will see you back here on the YouTube for the oopsies. Season 7. Oh, nope. I got to share the episode with Keith. Ideally, yeah. (laughs) You know what, folks? I'm going to keep rolling because you never get to hear this crap. (laughs) I'm surprised you ever remember to cut it. Yeah, it's it's a struggle. Season seven, episode nineteen. Less is more. Mmm. Hey. Oh shit, we're going uh, right in. Late night. Bobby's getting home. I called earlier. Got the machine. Were you out? No. Uh, were you spying on me? You okay? No. Mm. Oh. Lousy day. What happened? It's boring. You don't want to know. Well, maybe I. Were you banging Mrs. Santos? Okay. It started out. uh, Claire's soccer ball case was stolen from us by a big product liability firm, a firm which first refused to take the case because they thought it was untenable. But it's not untenable because we beat summary judgment. The Mitchell arbitration. So that storyline's dead. Again, so I'm basically funding that case until we reach settlement. My biggest client just filed for Chapter Seven. And there was one other thing. What was oh, it? Oh, she's going for it. Oh, yeah. I saw you kissing Sarah Barker outside an Italian restaurant. 
Oh, and, uh, my gun's been jamming. That's another thing. Given I do have a history, maybe you should hide the bullets on those nights you plan to commit adultery. Mike was right. Uh, 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 Mike was right. What? Like, why would you? Oh, Folks, that was before the credits, y'all. Does she have every right to be a little upset and maybe even a little, what's the word, unhinged? Sure. But they're going to do the murder thing right away? Are we going like, to make her crazy? Are we, like, you know, doing the full scratch out Kittleson out of nowhere? Ugh. That was nuts, man. Like, legit. Legit. Oh. Come on now. That's, okay, that's but you know what? Little... I'm going to chalk it up to she's she's a little high strung. She's had a terrible day, clearly. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'd love with, for them to, like, maybe reference the child once in a while. Hmm. Don't want to pay for the uh, tutor. Mm. There it is. Oh, hey, baby. to talk about. You're not looking to talk, you're looking to explain, and I'm not very quiet. interested. Look, what you saw, it... I'm late for work. We at least need to discuss this, for God's sake. I'm not going to sit around while you lie about I'm not going to lie. Bobby, I can always tell. Your lips move. Come on, honey, let's go. Wow. It marks the 22nd time the Office of the Attorney General has overruled the Recommendation Committee and is Wait, seeking... Wait, which Attorney penalty. General? Let the eagle soar. Folks, the numbers don't lie. It's very clear to me that the ma vast majority of those of you who listen to the episode do not watch it on YouTube, which is totally understandable. Yeah. Doesn't it really doesn't make a lot of sense to look at our faces. However, I implore you, go back to season seven, episode eighteen, and watch the last two minutes. Uh, I really oh, worked. Yeah. I really worked hard on that. I, you know, I, it is the first thing that I've actually shown to Jillian where she's like, that's really funny. <laughs> well, so, uh, so, uh, you know what? It, it might make an appearance on our, uh, on our, our season. season well, okay. we'll see. We'll see. But, uh, <laughs> it, it, I, I, this is also David E. Kelly is like fucking over John Ashcroft right now. He's had three episodes in a row where he gets referenced directly by name. I would with say image. That, that the only true, succinct, direct, clear as a bell uh, through line of this season has been David E. Kelly's pure hatred of Just John like, Ashcroft. Fuck John Ashcroft. Season seven. <laughs> but with the corner You have a trial date yet? July. Any luck finding a kid he shot at? They found him. Police have no interest in arresting him. Meanwhile, CBS president Les Moonves was a no-show this morning at an environmental fundraiser where he was scheduled to be the keynote speaker. Organizers express outrage. Yo. Donnie Young in front. Yo. Yo. He seems in a good mood. They're bringing Les Moonves into this? The president of CBS at that point has now been directly referenced on the show as well. Wait, can they even do that? I mean, he's a public figure, I guess. He's a public figure, so you can uh, you can reference him. I mean, they showed Ashcroft. I'm sure he wasn't thrilled about this his being on pre the pre his allegations the too, right? Yes, it was. He was Although, actively the president of CBS at this point. Julie Chen Moonves stands by her husband, folks. Mood? Mm -hmm. And I stand by Big Jimmy. Brother, so... She says Whoa. she's a client. Won't give her name, but she needs to speak to you. Well, hold on. 
This is James Berluti. Yo, we don't. Well, Parishioners, yeah. it is time to contemplate the answer to one I, of I queued it up for you, Mike. greatest mysteries. What the hell is Lucy wearing? I'm gonna tell you, and it's not gonna take me very long. Uh, they couldn't find a wardrobe for Lucy that day, so they sent someone down to the costume shop, and they were like, "Yo, anybody have uh, a Bam Bam Rubble? Or no, what was a uh, Fred Flintstone oh, Bam Bam uh, Flintstone? Wilma. Uh, no, Wilma was oh, the oh. wife. Who was the daughter? Oh, ba Bam Bam was the baby." It was the baby Rubble. He was with the bat, but Bam who yeah. was the girl. It was Bam Bam with... Oh, I don't remember. Anyway, that is a Flintstone outfit. That is a Fred Flintstone, full Fred, Fred Flintstone outfit that mm, she's wearing. Mm. It's a Moo Moo leopard print. I'm listening. Grace? Oh, I missed the Jimmy. Jimmy, she says she's a client. Won't give her name, but she needs to speak to you. This is Jane Berluti. I'm listening. Grace? Okay, where are you? All right, I'll be there in 20 minutes. I'm on my way. You know, phone acting is hard. What phone kind acting of emergency? Is hard. I don't know. She has no appointment, but she claims she's... Oh, shit. Oh, we're gonna get the cunt. We met. I won't take up much of your time. Are you but having an affair you. with my husband? A little bit. Keith, I'm gonna say something maybe controversial here. Okay, all right. Now, and you know, if you want me to delete it from the episode, just tell me in 20 minutes. I, I always do. I know. Uh, I think like borderline psychotic Lindsay is the hottest Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> is that Fair cool? Enough. Is that That's right? cool. No, no, absolutely. No, you look. You, we are all allowed to be attracted to whatever we want to be. Whatever, whatever we feel, you know. Now, CEO Jen, when you listen to this episode, that doesn't mean I want you to become psychotic. Apparently, CEO Jen. Uh, CEO Jen, I I believe he is begging you to threaten to shoot him, uh, <laughs> because apparently that's working. Uh, you know what? And I, I I wish you well in all of your conquests. And I'm going to move on to receptionist who's going to help me change the subject. Listen, she's just make make making me a little bit scared. <laughs> well, folks, if you ever want to know more about Mike than you ever wanted to, there you are. In the meantime, the receptionist here I immediately recognized as Krista Flanagan, uh, who I know, of course, from Mad TV. She was a cast member uh, late on Mad TV. She was also in Mad Men and Hello Ladies and Grey's Anatomy. But uh, she was funny on Mad TV. I used to watch Mad TV on the regs. I never really watched that. A couple of things, but not too much. Yeah. In, in, kids, if you don't know, that was Marcia, uh, Fox's me? version of SNL. Definitely. After in Living Color. Why don't we sit? Right. I'd rather stand. Before I forget my question, let me ask it again. Are you having an affair with my husband? No, I'm not. There you have your answer. You can go now. Or if you'd like to have a conversation, you can sit.
What's the matter? Just a second. What are you doing? There are bombs oh, all over the windows crazy. and doors. What the hell is going on here? Hey! Wait the fuck? Get these things off of me. Time, Jimmy. How long have we known each other? What's going on? See the I mean, tape. I guess we should note that it's Andy McDowell. And the wires? Oh, we're, we're going to, but to I want you to get the full scene before we explain room, everything. It's important you know that. Grace, what the hell are you doing here? It gets crazier. Come with me. Have you lost weight, by the way? What do you think? Take your time. Mm. Wait a second. That? Stop it. Who I think it is. What is yes, happening? It what is happening? Is, huh? <laughs> Here we go. Oh my god, Andy McDowell has the actual Les Moonves tied to a chair. So ABC. Somebody, the network called Les Moonves and was like, yo, we have a plot with you in it? Or are they trying to do, is this a crossover? What is, Keith, please tell me what's happening. <laughs> Aside I, from the just utter downfall of this show that we love. I can't really explain much of it, sadly. Uh, other than, okay. Uh, is it Sweeps Weeks? April? No, it's April. Uh, actually, I do think Sweeps is in this time. Isn't the spring i don't know i could be wrong uh but okay yes first off mike uh, jimmy just walked into a hotel room with a crazy lady who has less moon tied to a chair and bombs all over the room the lady is as mike pointed out it's andy mcdowell from uh, such things as Groundhog Day, Sex Lies and Videotapes, Groundhog Day, Four Weddings and a Funeral, Hudson Hawk, and finally Groundhog Day. Uh, so big star here. And uh, yes, the CEO of the Columbia Broadcasting System on ABC uh, tied to a chair here. I... I I, I have a lot of questions. Wait, did I say, but I did say bomb scare. You, no, no, no. You, a million times, the first thing you said was the they had, uh, somebody had abducted or the was brass, holding right? hostage the brass of CBS. I was like, are have you not seen this? That was Be Looney Tune. That was a Looney Tune prediction too. And you were 100% right. Now, the, it can only be better if he gets blowed up. Like, I have to root for him to get blowed up now. <laughs> well, I mean, of course. So I'm I'm looking here. Has, does he have any acting credits? He does, actually. Interestingly enough, back in the late 70s and 80s, he did a couple of bit parts as an actor before he became uh, a producer and then CEO of CBS and then thrown on, out on, on his ass uh, because of sexual misconduct. But at this point in history, he was an intensely powerful person. And I'm assuming a friend of David E. Kelly? Because I can't think had of Kelly anything. Kelly had any shows on CBS at this point? Well, that's what I'm looking up. He had a show called Girls Club with Kyler Lee. Interesting. Ooh, with a lot of... You know what? I should do some history on this because... Uh, the show only lasted nine episodes, but it had a lot of our friends from the practice. But, 
what I'm curious about is what network it was on. Um, well, you do some Googling, and we're yeah, going to continue yeah, yeah. to see what well, this high-tension scene here. Of course it is. Let's move this. This is his hotel suite, actually. I showed up as room service. Coffee. Tea. Gun. I know. I'm this nuts. is not grounded in any reality. You want to hear it was on Fox. Mm. I'll take that as a yes. You see these cameras? I'm satellite ready. I can email the footage. Check out the cannon. My idea for a reality television show. Wait, I said reality TV. You sure did. Network president. I'm technologically ready to go There's out live. There's a cannon the Russian roulette pointed Tonight, at last o'clock. I was thinking about eight o'clock because the hut levels are higher, but kids shouldn't see this. Wouldn't you agree? I know Les does. Look at him. Tell me he's not sexy. Grace. Your job, Mr. Attorney, is to negotiate my deal with CBS. I'll give them exclusive broadcast rights, $4 million. That'll include Barn. You're out of your mind. We knew this. You think CBS is going to pay you $4 million to blow up their president? It's Russian roulette, Jimmy. He might survive. I was thinking of calling it Survivor with a question mark. Do you like that title? I know Les does. Grace. The thing is, they wouldn't be paying me to play the game. I'm playing the game with or without them. It's important that you make that clear. The game is played no matter what. They wouldn't be an exception. Okay, so CBS is sort of the pioneer of reality TV. They had the original Survivor. They had uh, Amazing Race. What else? Uh, you know, the Big Brother uh, eventually. Big so Brother eventually, right. I guess yeah. it stands to reason in, in this plot line, this reality TV, they'd be like, okay, CBS was the only really player in the game back then. So still. Ah, aha. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, but now I understand why they were able to get uh, that up because a show we referenced on the, the podcast a million years ago and a show that made it seven episodes as opposed to nine episodes, The Brotherhood of Poland, New Hampshire, which began in 2003, the same year, was on mm. CBS. So this was like a sort of a, a what do you call it, a, a quid pro quo kind of situation? It seems like it. Yeah, I mean, it's you got you to give this to David E. Kelly because at this point in human history, he had a show on ABC, Fox, and CBS. Mm, and I bless him. And I believe that Harry's Law was on NBC a couple of years later. Sorry. The only question is... I mean, did Les read this script? from the footage? The it was on NBC. will be all over this room. As the police can't get in here, Jimmy. I thought this out. The doors and the windows are wired with munitions. Anyone tries to get in here, and we all go boom. The three of us. Boom, boom, and boom. Okay. Les is like, just put tape over my mouth so I don't have to say anything. Medication. You say that like it's a negative. The fact that I'm crazy. Three more share points minimum. Call the network. Make the deal. You can't be Mike, Jimmy. she's crazy and dangerous. Make it's a very good episode deal. for you. Well, I mean, Annie McDowell's hot one way or the other. We have no information on who the woman is or how she got in the room, but it is confirmed she has kidnapped CBS President Les Moonves. Unbelievable. Yeah. 
And she expects to get Agreed. $4 million? ABC paid six for Michael Jackson. And they didn't even get to blow him up. FBI is on their way. Wow. I mean, get your editorial hot while it's hot. Been identified as Grace Chapman. Extremely intelligent. Served six months at Fisher's Hospital. Treated for a bipolar disorder. We're still trying to learn as to how she got in the room. Are you watching this? Can someone yeah. paint bipolar you disorder with the broadest of brushes, please? Former client. Lindsay been in yet? No. And she hasn't Yikes. called. Starting to worry. A goodbye kiss? Yes. And that's probably... How was the hello kiss? Have you listened to a word I've said? No. And I don't want to listen. Which may be part of the problem, Lindsay. No offense. But Bobby came searching for a pair of ears. Oh, you're going to play therapist now? I'm not trying oh, to. You commit adultery with for. my husband. I didn't commit adultery, we Because you didn't have time. You got caught. Look, it was wrong for us to kiss. Gee. But as I said, the reason... Look, the fact that you're even here... Don't you think it's odd that you're talking to me about this and not Bobby? Hold on. You owe me nothing. And other than an apology, I owe you nothing. But under the theory that you came here in some kind of a search for the truth, the truth is Bobby loves you very much. But he's lost all ability to communicate with you. Really? Yes, really. And from what I've heard, and admittedly, I have only heard his side, you've pushed him to the place he is in. You've oh, it is out. Lindsay's fault. Oh, good. The company well, he saw another woman told her. And she yes, needed to hear from another woman. Kiss, yeah. It came from loneliness. And you really need to examine your own role in that. But why? You just told us. I so enjoy being lectured to by the woman. Hey, who you came here. So how dare yeah. you presume to tell me how to be a better yeah, is she wife? Gonna shoot her? I didn't do that. Yes, you did. Oh God. Forgive me for being so naive. Thinking communication is built on trust. Believing that for intimacy, you first need honesty. Now who's lecturing? Here's a little advice from me. Not quite as eloquent, but for what it's worth, keep away from my husband. Glad we're really laying the groundwork for it being Lindsay's fault. I think this might be my greatest, my greatest clairvoyance of all time. It, it's um, unbelievable. Right now, I'm standing about 60 feet outside of the room where Mr. Moonves is being held captive. It is still unhealed. You have to leave. Wait, whoa, whoa. Uh, as you can see, the situation is very tense is here. He I am networks? being jostled and escorted out of here. How did she even get in there? She first abducted the guy from room service. They found him duct taped in a laundry hamper. Do we think this room is really wired with munitions? Her IQ is off the charts. She's no dummy. And she can transmit the video. So she says. So Les Moonves isn't the only thing that's been injected into this episode, Keith. Oh, no, don't, no, don't go there. I'm just saying, Lara Leave Flynn. Leave the poor lady alone. She's made some decisions about her lips that I don't agree with. Anyway, it's FBI no, jurisdiction now. We're business. out. Is it, but you want to know what Ray Abruzzo's business, his PhD in exposition. <laughs> We love you, Ray. Ray, <laughs> for the record, Ray is a, a frequent communicator with us here on the podcast. He likes to uh, chime in and, and wish us well. So uh, we're we're big fans of Ray. 
Indeed. Indeed. Way with this. I'm not looking to get away with it. Diminished capacity. I'll do my three years. Eight, if less goes boom. Either way, for four million dollars. You really think you'll see a nickel? We have Son of Sam laws. That money goes to Switzerland. Remember? Possession, Jimmy. Possession. Nine-tenths of the law. Are you hungry? Lest it need his waffle. Be reasonable. They're never gonna pay you that money. You know what I love about you. Your eternal optimism. Here you have a client who's hijacked a network president, kidnapped you, wired a hotel room to blow up, and still, you ask her to be reasonable. You are too cute. Isn't he cute? This actually isn't the first time a kidnapper Jimmy's has faces, bargained for all of our faces right now. If you remember Waco, the federal government actually oh, encouraged the media to broadcast the messages of David Koresh in exchange for the release of hostages. The government also encouraged the print media to publish the Unabomber's manifesto. But in those situations, the criminal was demanding airtime. In this case, Miss Chapman is basically selling it. We represented her in some commitment proceedings. When's the last time you had contact with her? Over three years ago. And Mr. Berluti was always the attorney? He and Eleanor Frutt. Can we speak to Miss Frutt? Of course, Eleanor. That FBI agent's played by Terry Woodbury. My firm's involved in this? What are you doing here? I tried you on the phone, but your assistant said you'd moved to Czechoslovakia. Rebecca made me. It's so stupid. We brought that stupid shit back. Also, again, why is Terry Polo in a costume that looks like she's wearing lingerie? You're coming to my office? As... She came to mine. What? Like she, she looks like she threw she a suit jacket over lingerie. French words to say, and then she left. I've been trying to get you on the phone, I believe but Lucy be... wouldn't give me your number in Prague. It's also a she... French word. She came to your office? Bobby, far be it from me to give advice. Tried that an hour ago. I'll take care of it. Listen, if you are as serious about your marriage as you claim to be, you need to get back into therapy now. Of course. I mean, of this course. Lindsay walked in, obviously. We'd like this you to advise her that the money's been wired already. And we can't do that. Why not? Because the money hasn't been wired. We have an obligation to be honest with our client. Crime fraud exception. You can legally... I don't think so. You can legally withhold information, counsel. But we can't lie. She's got a cannon pointed at a man. You can surely make exactly. it... Exactly. <laughs> Including a friend of mine. And Honey, I got, I, got, I got a show. I got a show. I got one line. I got one line. You want to hear my one line? Yeah. I just want to, I just want to run it through a few times. Yeah, okay. <clears throat> She's got a cannon. Pointed at what was it? A window? Uh, a guy. A guy. She's got a cannon. I can't. We're not going to jeopardize his life. L like a like a camera? Like a cannon camera? No, no. A little mini Why Civil War replica. Back? Grace, even if they did wire the money, they could still seize it in Switzerland after. I have things taken care of over there. Trust me. We have with us now Dr. Raymond Hewlett. Dr. Hewlett, thank you for joining us. You treated Miss Chapman, did you not? Hey! Yes, I did. Doctor patient privilege! She shot the TV. We repeat, a gunshot has been heard. A loud shot-like noise coming from a gun. A loud shot like noise coming from a gun. Everybody's safe. Holy, holy crap. That might be worse than he's. she's got a cannon pointed at a guy. 
a loud shot-like noise coming that's, from a gun. Like, somebody wrote that and was like, yeah. Is that an inside joke, you think? No, that's a, legit? Well, or is that no, like a ta- I, send-up of like the news or something? I think it's a send-up of legal... See, when cops testify, they can't say, oh, you know, and then he had cocaine in his pocket. They have to describe it like a white powdered substance resembling cocaine or whatever. So I think it's sort of the... We repeat, a gunshot has been heard. A loud shot-like noise coming from a gun. <laughs> Wait, no, that's just bad. He called it a gun Everybody's safe. Well, she to be fair... The television. Nobody's Mike, been hurt. Describe a gunshot. Not a final. A loud Listen, shot me. sound. However nuts you are, you have to know the network go. won't play along shot with this. Sound. I don't have to know that. The entertainment and news divisions have become so blurred. Even if they wire the money, they'll figure out how to get it back. And if your plan is to somehow leave the country, they'd extradite you so fast. I don't expect to get away, Jimmy. I'll do my three years. It'll be much more than that. I don't think so. And all I need from you is for you and your law firm to help execute the deal. Nothing more. You're starting to piss me off. Without making any excuse for kissing her. Because there is. Here's why it's your fault. I mean, the truth here is, thus far, and we've got plenty to go, there's no reason why this has to be Les Moonves. Zero. No, I. Literally, any nondescript network person, they could have made up a fake network. No reason. Like. I understand that. Oh, we're grounding it in that you know real people in real places, but it's such a it's such a hyperbolic, ridiculous storyline that why? No, this this happened because David E. Kelly was having whiskey and cigars with Les Moonves and made a joke about oh you should come on the show I'll you know I'll tie you up and blow you up and be like yeah I'll do that. You know what that that's probably one hundred thousand percent accurate. Yeah. I have been accused of craving isolation. Maybe I became desperate to share anything with anybody. Again, does that excuse what I did? No. But But this is all your fault. Do you actually expect me to fall for that? Dude. You want company, Bobby? You want to share? Go out for a beer with Eugene. Take me to dinner. You don't go to an Italian restaurant with a woman you used to sleep with and then kiss her. I... have become emotionally void. Do you get that? How much of a father can I be if... You did this in part for our son? I'm glad you got it all worked out, Bobby. Can't uh, be a good dad unless I'm nailing my ex. I don't have a clue as to what I should do now. I want our son to have his mother and father in the same house. It would devastate him if we were to split up, but I don't I don't know well, how to live in the same house with a man I no longer trust. It's 
great performance by Kelly Williams. All criti so, critical parts aside. I either leave you or I coexist with... <laughs> I don't know what to do. Yeah, you know, that is... Here's the thing, Keith. We can we can argue the portrayal or the writing all later, but this is a unfortunately near ubiquitous situation that married couples with children often find themselves in. Yeah. I think the the latest stats are well over 60%. So <clears throat> the truth here is and she communicated it there regardless of what we think of what Bobby's saying. And and I it's clear we have strong opinions. But here's the truth, though. Lindsay, as written, is not willing to engage in a dialogue, right? So it, what really comes down here is, I want to break up with you, but for the sake of our child, we might as well coexist in the same house, which is a decision firsthand, I can tell you, many couples make. I yeah. find that decision, I don't have children, so it's I, I speak from only a place of hypo, hypo, hypothetical. That's that's an impossible choice to make, right? Yeah. But for the sake of, well, and you and you can certainly speak from being the child in that equation. That right. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. I, my viewpoint. If if we're putting the cards on the table, my viewpoint. And once again, this is, I've heard people close to me explain to me that I would rather live in a hellish situation than give up fifty percent of time with my child. I. I I can, I can respect that. I won't say I can empathize because I I don't have kids. Yeah. But, I've observed parents who fucking hate each other. And despite, if you're a good actor or a litigator or whatnot, it is impossible to acknowledge not to acknowledge that modeling is. More, more, parenting is more about modeling than anything else, than most other things. Or at least, okay, I, I, that's maybe too broad. Modeling is a part of parenting. Yeah. So you can't pretend <laughs> your feelings for a kid's entire life to, but to save them modeling that type of, of I don't know. I don't know what yeah. I'm trying to say here. I'm just saying that this is demonstrative of a very complicated situation they're in. And it's clear that Bobby doesn't want to, Bobby isn't willing to cede that he is the m major force in this problem. And it doesn't sound like Lindsay is willing to cede that she has to be a part of the solution, at least in dialogue. No, and I, you know, and I, I yes, I, I do. I think your point is well made, actually. Um, and I, I think that what makes this complex um, in terms of where Bobby's coming from, not justifying his behavior, but this the talking about him being emotionally shut out or whatever i don't know that that feels a little bit more ambiguous when she told him that she's beginning the process of leaving him th now that i think is a thing that has consequences and mm -hmm. and you know what he does with that shouldn't be what he did but i do understand him like okay need to you know figure out what's next start planning for the future in that situation. Um, so I, I, I get that part of it. And one thing that I will say that I do like about the writing of this is what Lindsay just said there, which is, I don't know what to do. And I feel like 
that is something that is rarely said by characters on television and frequently said by real people. And yeah. in in this situation, it, when you're in in that situation, like you're you're teetering on two choices you don't want to make, right? Mm -hmm. Where there isn't a good outcome, and so it's really hard to know what to do. Yeah, and and what I find interesting about it, if not uncomfortable. It, the uncomfortability is the thing. So, like we, I think I, I, I've, I referenced last week at some point. You know, moonlighting is a great example. But there's pick, pick your rom com drama. You know, prestige drama, where the whole tension is when will these two get together, right? right. And here we're getting that reverse tension, this uncomfortability of sitting in that unknown, sitting in that that breaking apart, and. It is a different. It is a different thing, and it is in, in many ways a courageous thing to put on television because it's not tasty. <laughs> you know, right. it is uncomfortable, and as I mentioned, continually uncomfortable. Waiting, I'm I'm getting to view the show as it was view as it was. I'm not binging this, right? Like we're watching right. this weekly, which is how people pretty much consumed it, and it's uncomfortable to sit in that, um, because usually you're like, oh, when are they going to finally kiss? And now it's like. It, it, it's interesting. I will say that there is something to be congratulated for 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 being this. Uh, I don't want to call it brave, but this uh, bold. Yeah. Well, it's a it, it, the this story. The degree of difficulty is higher, and mm -hmm. and with all of our criticisms on it, uh, I think it is good to keep in mind that David E. Kelly is trying to do something harder than most people attempt, Especially and certainly when you did juxtaposed it with. When you juxtapose it with a friggin' three-ring circus happening in the other story. Oh my god. The circus left town. I don't even know what's left over. It's like a couple of carnies fighting in the parking lot over a half-smoked <laughs> cigarette. All right, We're now squad's being in. told the explosives are real. Dogs from the bomb squad have been sniffing, and the doors Either the reporter some kind of explosive Why device. All look the same, or that same reporter is on his third different they network. They said they needed time. Time is running out. We're here. Grace, this is Officer Michaelson. I told you, no negotiation. Call here again, Officer Michaelson. Someone gets shot. It won't be me. I want to hear from Eleanor Frutt or Eugene Young only and only about the deal. I don't think they love you enough, Les. You saved this network. You brought them back from the grave. You would think they'd want to save you I from yours. I love Annie McDowell, but sinister, she is not. Thirteen on the air. That is sweet. But I don't think you have the capacity to enter into a contract. It would be duress. Technically, you're still an under five. So That's only one line. This disturbs me. Jimmy says she's getting more erratic. Call him back. Tell him to stall as much as he she's can. She's too smart. Can I ask, do you people even have a plan besides seeking the death penalty? Who are you? I'm pretty. Who are you? Look. You are flirting with a disaster here. Thank what you, is that line? Just call my him. colleague is in that room. He's my friend. Your behavioral unit is saying give her the broadcast. Your tactical unit is saying don't. That's exactly the indecision that led to the oh, Waco. Miss Frut. That woman and my is sky nuts. She has, has a crashed. cannon. A Mr. Sandy like Crashed. Never crashed before. He's from the Parks and Rec. 
I'm calling mine back. Yes, the urgent woman. And hopefully we'll sky. The same woman from this morning. Yes. Okay. Send her in. But if I yell or hit the intercom, you send in security. Are you sure? Yes, send her in. This is how pathetic it is. For honesty, I come to you instead of him. And please, don't lecture me on how symptomatic that is of our marriage. I don't need... Lindsay, what do you want? I need to know... I, I need to know what he, what he said... A, a... Lindsay's desperate, man. I don't know what's going on. I mean, they're interesting scenes to write. Psychology? Yes. But I'm not sure I'd be that person about? going to the... I need to know what... You know, Jen and I talk about this a lot of times. Like, we've... <clears throat> couples who've gone through uh, this precise scenario almost. Sure. And... Um, you know, I'm actually blessed in my life to have never really, that to my knowledge, dealt with infidelity from a girlfriend or anything. Um, so I find it difficult. These are difficult hypotheticals for me because I, I, I just don't know. Like, you know, I'm, and I'm talking about very like heteronormative, uh, monogamous right. relationships, right? Because that's what I'm. That's what I'm a part of. So. You know, you when you get married, you you say for better or for worse. You make you make a lot of big promises, right? And right. so, you know, infidelity. It's very easy to just be like, and this is, I mean, I'm, it's not even worth ranking what level infidelity, right? Like this is clearly a breach of that sacred intimate intimate trust that Lindsay right. is enduring here. So it's hard to say. Like you know, it's easy to it's easy to say, oh well, you promised we that we have to work through this, right? Or it's easy to say, oh, you did that to me, I'm just gonna break up with you. But the truth lies somewhere in the in the ugly middle, right? And that's, it is nice to say, it, the, the thing I can say unequivocally is that I just don't know how I would respond in this scenario. I can guess, yeah. but I'm well, guessing. And, and, and I think that the, the answer to all of those questions is individual and personal. Mm -hmm. Like, it, you know, I think they're, Every relationship is different. The rules are different. The expectations are different. The the reasons are different. The resolutions are different. Um, yeah. It's, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Mostly we talked about you. About his job. Being a criminal defense lawyer. He no longer believes in what he does. And what he does, what he is... They're the same. What does that have to do with me? Oh, I'm getting to that. The man doesn't believe in what he is. And he's desperate for you to hold him. To give him some kind of affirmation. As well as love. And you give him neither. Thanks. And he's just becoming desperate to find it wherever he can. <laughs> that might have been my pants. 
Is he in love with you? <laughs> that I don't know. Some things you're still going to have to go to him for answers. Are you in love with him? I'm not sure about that either. Fox? Under certain terms... I'm not it... taking my clothes off. Grace, listen to me. Just stop talking <laughs> for ten seconds. Can you do that? The now, a little is, historical context. Fox agrees to pay you the money... Before the all of the networks, so long as you promise not to hurt, we're trashy and have their trashy reputation. Where's the Fox drama? Just famous listen. for it. We would keep it secret that the game is for being particularly You'll trashy. get all the suspense of a real Russian roulette game, and your money. Attorney-client privilege. Of course. The cannon's fake. It only shoots blanks. <sighs> the gun's real. So we can make this deal with Fox? I want a non-duress clause. Liquidated damages of 10 million. If they reveal the cannon is fake, and if they give the ending away at all. How could they possibly agree to air this? Well, well what? It's repulsive. If it saves the guy's life, Plus a network president being kidnapped, that is news. That makes it decent to televise her Russian roulette game? Remember the TWA hijacking? CBS went into the cockpit with cameras, covered the whole thing, even though they figured it to be staged. That hijacking wasn't staged. But their little show and tell was. And Dan Rather said, so what? The activity of a hijacker, real or staged, is news, and you cover it. I don't understand the point being made. Bobby, I think that's my problem. Office. Yeah. T TV's gross and real. Like, we know that. Plus, like... I went to see Sarah. I would say that if if your point is that you're, you're shining a spotlight on TV being reality TV or just TV being exploitative and sensationalized, then, like, isn't stunt casting the CBS president, like, guilty of the... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, isn't that a little too on the nose? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Again. Don't ask me why. I guess I'm... desperate to make some sense of how you could kiss somebody else. Desperate for a reason I can live with. Please tell me how this could happen. I think a few weeks ago you kind of said, we don't address us because neither of us wants to face the truth. We both believe in partnership, but we both sense we're not partners. I, I think we'd walk away, start over. If not for a little boy who 
Neither of us is the type of person who could do that. Walk away when a child. I think the reason you so shut me out. I haven't. You're trying to make me leave you. You want it to be my doing. And maybe on some unconscious level, my going to dinner with Sarah, kissing her. Maybe I'm trying to make you leave me. You wanted to get caught? We fade to black, buddy. Yeah. Look, none of us here at Fox. At least all the cards are on the table now. Up. You know what I mean? Like, okay. Yeah. This is well, insane. To to do to have that conversation without the screaming, you know, it, it's tough, but you get it. Yeah, I mean, this is the most comfortable I've been with the whole plot line, right? Because now I feel like we're we're having the, the conversation's finally being had. It's not that will they, won't they? There's no more bullshit. It's not Bobby. Just here we are. We're having the conversation now. Be uncomfortable, whatever it is, but at least all the cards are on the table. But now the series, I think, has to make a decision. They have to move forward. Yeah, we can't just sit in this anymore. It's it's not working for me. To NBC, they want in. What? They think if they can help save an innocent man, they should. So we have two networks throwing money at a kidnapper? Again, I ask, how is this different than 60 Minutes airing one of Kevorkian's assisted suicide? All right, we got it, Rebecca. You watch all Kevorkian. the shit. You, go, yes, you got did. all the receipts. The currency he wanted was publicity, and he got it. He's an ass. It's complicated, Helen. Of course it's complicated. I would never pretend to understand anybody else's relationship. But when a married man with a child kisses another woman, he's crossed the line. We haven't seen them she also walk back off the indemnification. Look, suppose she gets sued by some family somewhere claiming to be traumatized. What is, exactly. is it ever not that way? Yeah. That's why she wants the protection. All right. Let's skip ahead to the biggie, shall we? What do you mean, tell the FBI? Grace, there's a danger. As soon as the cannon goes off, they might charge in. I don't think so. The windows and doors are wired to blow. Exactly. I don't feel like blowing up. Do you? Actually, there are no bombs there either. I just smeared blasting cap. The dog sniffed trace amounts. It's enough to fool them. So there are no bombs anywhere? I bet that's a load off, huh? Yes, it is. Yes, I would say so. But as your attorney, I'm still advising you to call the whole thing off. Forget it. Listen to me. I suspect more than the money, you're looking for attention. Well, you've already got that. This is playing on every channel in the country. I won't prime time. 
and I do want the money. What's to stop the next wacko from pulling a stunt like this? Making an example out of you, that's what. Let's call it off. You'll come out with your 15 minutes, but not 15 years. Enough fun, Grace. Let's get out of this. Just let me know when the money is wired. Sources have confirmed that a wire transfer of $4 million has been received at the Swiss Commercial Bank. They're calling the game Shoot the Moon, though it's unclear whether Mr. Moonves has been injured or not. In fact, there's a sick joke making the rounds that if the CBS executive is indeed blown up, he'll actually be eaten by contestants on next week's Fear Factor. It's official. The Fear world Factor's has gone mad. When NBC at that point. Oh, after so. okay. Are we sure she will? He doesn't think she could actually hurt anybody. Keith, maybe we're wrong. Maybe this is genius. Maybe the point they're making that TV's fucked, fucked up and out of whack, it, they decided to pull this stunt to to do exactly what she's doing. Maybe it's life imitating art, and it's just the it's a it's a sh shamakery sh showing the shamakery. Maybe it's. I mean, it's a big swing, regardless. I, it is also What's like a show know? that's in high <sighs> danger in of being alone. canceled. Yeah, it's good. like Kelly's basically got no more F's to give, you know. Well, you know, also, you know what? I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. I screwed up, Beck. I kissed her. Sarah Barker. Yeah. It wasn't Good going call. any further. In fact, it was because we were severing all. But I screwed up. Lindsay knows. She witnessed it. Where are you now? I don't want to lose her. That much I know. What if you take Does her she know that? to Fenway Park? <sighs> I don't think she much cares at this point. I'll let her know just the same. I can't even locate her at the moment. Anything new on Jimmy? Is he safe? We well, believe so. Find your wife, Bobby, and tell her what you know. She's feeding the signal as we speak. Okay, okay. She's typing on a 1997 Affiliate Station breaks. No problem. Okay, Jimmy, you're my technician. You hit A, B, or C on the keyboard, depending on what camera I want. Grace. Same as, uh, same as what we do. Why? Can you help me understand? She remembers to turn the sound on, though. I'm sure a lot of doctors will come on TV and tell everybody the why in pursuit of their 15 minutes. This isn't you. What's going on? Maybe I just don't want to be some tree falling in the forest. I hear you. We have a podcast. We get that. Maybe we need to pull a stunt like this. Maybe we do. I need you to look scared, okay? If I we blew up Les Moonves, would anybody care? Away the ending. You'd just love to spoil Fox's numbers, I know. Also, I might have to sex it up a little. You know? Gotta sell some cars. Okay, what time do we have? Ten minutes. I just think she's miscast here. Ha! 
I'm Grace Chapman. Welcome to Less is More. Or whole set less, is overlit, no more, too. Depending on luck, the gods, Makes and, it look well, cheap. Me. I'm the one with the killer smile. What if she's lying? Ugh. What if she does plan to blow everything up? The question I know most of you have is this. Lucy is dressed like she's going to a late 90s ska show. I hate things. She might be. She might be going to or see a uh, sexual thing. Was like maybe I'm Full Metal 7 or whatever was what was your ska band named? You know not terrible. Full Metal 7 first of all awesome. Space Eight Mafia. So there it is. Got a, the numeral was only was pretty close. I got so hey, much of that right. Man. Well, none of it. <laughs> Maybe I'm just a praying manis. Guys, Mike's eye rolls. No, so, you can probably hear them. Shows always drag things out. Don't you just hate that? Yeah. Oh my god. Or there's a big gap between all the action. I can't take this. This isn't real. I, I, I feel the watch. same way. Blow him crush up. was granted radio airtime, but no prime time broadcast has ever. I just pissed my pants. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm ready to call it. That was my favorite line of every episode we've watched. 150 plus were in. That was it. This Back guy it has had he's, this guy has had every he's been on every network covering this story, and he finally gets the comedic coup de gras. Here it is. You remember that Koresh was granted radio airtime, but no prime time broadcast has ever. I just pissed my pants. Yesterday, the Timothy I believe that's Jerry Pinnacoli. Covers of Time and Newsweek. Today, one has to question the network's complicity. They've essentially been saying, "Want to act like an idiot? We'll put you on TV." Oh dear, I'm down to my last shot. Camera C, Jimmy. Before I fire my last shot, I would like to talk to all of you at home, my audience. My beloved consumers, why are you watching? Is it the spectacle? Is it the thought of seeing the big and the powerful brought down? Perhaps it's, a podcast it's fun to simply look at me and say, isn't she pathetic? A train wreck with nice tits. Do you delight in seeing others demeaned so that you can feel better than? Maybe it makes you feel intelligent to see stupidity showcased. My question is, do you just keep coming to the trough to drink no matter what these people put in it? Do you feel at all responsible? Well, enough of these idle questions. We're not here to think, are we? Let's get back to the entertainment. But I do want to thank you. My I mean, it's a very broad uh, commentary being made. And clearly, David pitched it to, to Les as that. It's just so bizarre. Les has so 
few f- fucks to give because we're all rubes and we're going to watch the we're going to shove we're going to eat the shoveled food anyway. But he's like, right. yeah, 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 you can call it. You can call it right out. People are still going to do what they're going to do. It, it is. I uh, I have thoughts. I'm saving it. Okay. I'm saving yeah, it. Yeah. Dear audience, after all, without you, I wouldn't be here. This one's for you. Okay, so the last cannon went off. They cut the transmission. I think she shot the camera with the cannon. The cannon? It's still on? It just went black. And I'm pretty nonplussed. I think she blew up the viewers. And Jimmy? He should be released. Let's hope. <laughs> it's very... <laughs> so? I mean, they really don't Let's... have much concern. I guess Jimmy must have told them it's all good. Yeah, they're like, whatever. I'm sorry. I know. I know how it must sound when I say what happened with. Whether you love me or not, I still love you. That's the only thing I do know at the moment. Well, what I know... Therapist tells us, say what you feel, not what you know. What I feel is anger and hatred. I mean, I'll be honest. I hate you at the moment. What I know, you're the father of my child. You're my husband and uh, I love you. But I no longer know you. Beyond that, I don't trust you. taken Bobby Jr. to my parents. He and I will be living there until we find another place. What are you talking about? I'm leaving you. We're done. Lindsay, you can't just... You can't. It's what you wanted. You win, Bobby. I mean... It was so close to being. I was just I about just to compliment the storyline. Has been escorted out. He is safe and relieved. Well, unhappy it's about lifting legit. rival FBC's rating yeah. during sweeps. Miss Chavin has been taken into custody. Her attorney James Berluti is also unharmed and relieved. The ordeal ended without incident. Next up tonight, dramatic. So it was a nothing burger. Nothing burger. And this was all, and then. I mean, I wish she wasn't so like. She didn't seem so hateful. I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, folks. Well, there's clearly a lot to unpack. Unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to be much help in it uh, because I I don't fucking know. Uh, But we will deal with that as we deal with the episode in the after show show. After show show. And we are 
back. Baby. Ba, 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 back. Okay, we have seen an explosive episode of The Practice. Now it's time to hand out some fake awards, but before we do that, it is time for everybody's favorite segment. Mm, two, three, four. Mike has 30 seconds to remember what just happened on the show. Segment. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know, uh, Lindsay threatens to kill Bobby because she saw the kiss, but then she was just joking. Really, she just wants to like discuss it and like almost come back together and then like talk to the girlfriend or the girl and then like come back and then go back away and then come back again and then decide at the end like no no I'm just leaving you and taking the kid uh did we really what did we what did we discover there who knows also hey Jimmy got kidnapped with Les Moonves nobody got blown up it was all a big stunt by Andy McDowell uh, to prove point of something and uh that's the show Oh, there it is. Wow. Okay. That was uh, very efficient. Let's do it even more efficient in a segment we call... We were supposed to hear that. In fact, I know why we didn't, but I'm I'm not going to deal with it. Actually, I am going to deal with it right now as we're discussing, because uh-huh. I think it's important for everyone to know that. I, I, in fact, it is set up correctly. I don't know why it... Hey, you know what? Keith, I don't you, think did, it matters. you did a good job. It doesn't yeah. matter. I'm really enjoying the leaves blowing behind your head. You sh- we should be hearing it, is the interesting part. But... No, eh, don't worry about it. Anyway, uh, the high coopsie goes like this. <clears throat> Lindsay's going off. Les Moonves might get blown up. What is happening? Yeah, yeah, there it is. Well, I'll tell you, I don't know what's going on on the show, but I do know what's going on in our show. Uh, it's a fake award show. Like, uh, begins like this. Ladies and gentlemen. Out of practice podcast. No, we can't hear that either. I, know. I don't hear that either. The out of practice podcast. Something, 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 something. I think it's recording. My guess is that it's recording. Present. So that's okay. Good. Oopsie. Well, if not, uh, enjoy Oopsie. the uncomfortable silence while we sit here and, and Mike and I watch the graphics good. that most of you can't even see. Good. Lawyer, Lawyer good. good. Guesting good. Being Tom Brady. Being Tom Brady. This is where we rate the episodes. This is where we talk about the spare cards and stuff. Here are your hosts. And now, Keith and Mike. Do the oopsies. <laughs> what the hell are the oopsies? How many What's times you... have we heard that bumper and you don't know any of the words? Let's, I bet you that got recorded and we were just talking over it very loudly. So, uh, uh, but let's begin with everybody's favorite. Yeah. I really enjoyed that at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, what did Jimmy really do? He got, what, did anybody do any lawyering today? I guess Jimmy's the only person who did any active lawyering. Well, I, not only did he do active lawyering. But he saved but some lives. Well, nobody four, was really at risk. Well, she had a well, gun. That gun was real. No, the gun was real. She shot the TV. But here's the thing. He was hired to facilitate getting that broadcast on TV and $4 million in a Swiss bank account. He was two for two. It was broadcast on TV, 
She got to say her manifesto and she got her money. Jimmy did everything he was supposed to do. You think he takes a percentage of that? Four mil or probably not, right? It's a crime. Uh, I mean, yeah, but you know, Jimmy's Jimmy's not above a crime. How do you think he got here on the show? All right. Well, it seems pretty. Hey, look, he burlutied the shit out of it. And here we are. Yeah. Well, I mean, and obviously. He didn't piss his pants. He did it calmly. He did not. Congratulations, Jimmy Berluti, on your MV. L. It's time for Hope You Stretched, because we're over 40. Already famous because you've been on TV. Getting a paycheck. First entry on your IMDb. Way to go. But you're the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor. You are the best guest actor on the episode. Yeah. Um. Uh, so Andy McDowell here. I, I, listen, I I love Andy McDowell. I just I, if it didn't. I, my criticism, my, it feels to me like she wasn't sinister enough, like she wasn't bad guy e enough. But then again, it the character sort of isn't really. It's she's more like a like a really sophisticated genius television producer who had a really well thought out and written in a very unsophisticated fashion yes but like she seems like she thought through her plan she achieved her goals i mean it was really and she's gonna do her three years and it looks like that's that i i don't know i she was put in a really difficult position i guess in the hands of someone less talented it could have been a just complete train wreck maybe i mean i want i don't know did we avoid that train wreck that's the thing like i just felt like she didn't I feel a little bad for Andy McDowell. I just feel like she was put in a situation where, like, you know, usually you get this meaty role where you can really get your Emmy, get your daytime Emmy or whatever, but primetime Emmy, but I don't know. But there's, what other guest stars do we have? Uh, well, uh, yeah, it was difficult. You had Les Moonves, you had Terry Polo, but uh, no, we my... are not, we are not giving Les Moonves a goddamn oopsie for this. No, we are not, but I'll tell you, there's only one answer, Mike. It's very clear and it's very oh, obvious. Yes. He pissed Gresh himself was for this. Granted radio airtime, but no prime time broadcast has ever. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, I have done the research. It is the better podcast. This is Jerry Penacoli, who uh, is an active reporter. He uh, actually, he was, did 20 years of entertainment reporting. I think he was on uh, Entertainment Tonight or yes. s- something like that. He is currently on the daytime on the News Channel 8 uh, in uh, Florida. And uh, he was born in Philadelphia, now is uh, in Jacksonville, Florida, Jerry Penacoli. He's been doing this for a very long time. He and his husband have a beautiful baby. That's all. Those are all the things that I know about Jerry Penacoli. But the more, most important entry in his Wikipedia page is he earned an oopsie with one line. I can just we, can we add? To, can someone? I can't be. I can't do it. I will not do it. Can someone update his Wikipedia page, please, dear listeners? Somebody go and update the Wikipedia page of Jerry Penicoli and that he is a 2022 
Oopsie Award winner for his pissing pants performance in the practice. Thank you uh, so much. Oh, you know, it's so funny. I, I, I just heard from him. He found out that he won uh, an Oopsie Award, and here's his comment. Oh, he, there it is. He did it. Hey, you know what? Don't you don't have to be embarrassed, Jerry. That that uh, is a common, very common side effect of winning your first oopsie. It really is. Congratulations. Uh, there is, and he was he was born in Philly. You might have seen him on your Philly TV back in the day. All right, it is time to move forward and hand out a, a more difficult one. You killed your podiatrist or blew the case But you let a single tear run down your face You're the best actor on the show You know, I, I think it's Kelly Williams this week. Um, we will probably discuss our feelings on like the the back and forth, but I, I think what we discussed earlier, and will probably be my summation in mere moments, is that it's very complicated and it's hard to know how you'd react in the situation. But despite the top of the episode, which we'll discuss, I think the majority, 90%, was felt very rooted and very grounded in 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 confusion, in pain, in suffering, in all kinds of things. And I think Kelly showed those myriad emotions well and I think gave us the a true sense of someone who's ultimately conflicted and going through a, a very specific type of pain. And I think that uh, that is not easy to show, very easy to kind of summarize through acting, but she really gives us many of the colors. So I'm going to say Kelly Williams. Yeah. Well, uh, I have uh, a lot of pins. I think I should also point out that. It, oh, what? Guys, we have a live filing in subpoena. Word, we just got a, a cable, we just got a tele, teletext from uh, from upstairs, and uh, the quote is, Jerry Penicoli is a Philly staple. K, uh, KYW, KYW News. News Radio 1060. There it is. Well, look, we've... I, I bet you Jerry Penicoli did not know he was going to get so much airtime uh, here this? on the... Is this uh, what? What do you think Jillian is to the podcast? What is her? Uh, is this comptroller Jillian <laughs> comptroller. Lewis? Uh, is this her <laughs> comptroller Jillian? Her making two appearances on the podcast today? I know. I and just from upstairs because our house is not as soundproofed as we'd like it to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Oh, poor thing. She puts up with a lot. Well, All right. She's been upgraded to Comptroller. Comptroller. Okay. Well, uh, thank you for your message, Comptroller Jillian. And we will continue forward. Uh, yeah, it's Kelly Williams. I, I Honestly, I think Dylan did a tremendous yes. job with this too. Um, but I think Kelly Williams... Uh, oh, okay. Uh, that uh, Yeah, Kelly Williams does incredibly good job in this um you know it sometimes she's given difficult writing to pull off um but she does it with she she classed up this whole situation with her terrific work so congratulations kelly williams now it is time 
Uh, Mike, I I think I'm I'm just gonna let you introduce this one as you have had some personal interaction, uh, and it's not the type where he's cheering you up. Well, folks, we're talking about the Tom Brady board for being Tom Brady, and let me tell you, unfortunately for me, this this episode had some trigger warnings because uh, as you if you're not a sports ball follower, you might not know that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where Tom Brady is the uh, chief cook and bottle washer. He mm-hmm. uh, played the Philadelphia Eagles in a we shouldn't have been in the playoffs playoff appearance last night, yesterday afternoon. And uh, every time Tampa Bay scores a touchdown, they fire off cannons. And so unfortunately, Andy McDowell firing off that cannon today reminded me that we got our asses blown out last night. And you, so you did. Uh, I will pay respect to the GOAT quarterback and also to the episode with this week's winner for the Tom Brady War for being Tom Brady, which is simply Tom Brady riding a cannon. Tom Brady riding a cannon. Okay, very good, very good. I'll, uh, let, me, let me let me write that down like a uh, professional podcaster because I'm, you know, I'm now realizing I haven't done any of these yet. I cannot wait because, Keith, I have to remind you, the episode, we, I think the season has three more episodes? Uh, Yeah, no, I'm not exactly liking my... Uh, my my Photoshop work ahead of me. Yeah, especially the playoffs where we're, how deep we are. It's great. All right. Well, congratulations, Tom Brady, writing a cannon for winning the Tom Brady Award for being Tom Brady. It is now time for... Uh, I'm on the wrong thing. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time to announce how many spare tires this episode gets. You know, this dis- this requires a discussion. Mm. And here we are. <laughs> <laughs> you did it. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, there is a part of me that can give the benefit of the doubt to both these storylines. I'm going to start with the, the relationship storyline because it started, I really thought it was going to be real schlock because uh, Kelly started off with like the, her murderous thing. But, you know, I've been pissed before. <laughs> I've... I've had a temper just really, so I can, yes, it felt a little heavy handed because of all the shit we've gone through with Lindsay, but that's a small, that's a small, but a small tip of the iceberg of this story. And I think that, you know, I kind of evolved along this runtime to kind of really come to appreciate this. This is, like you said, a really big swing about a relationship story one it's not really especially at this point in time on television not really explored much a committed married couple with a child breaking up uh it's not something you generally get you know episodic television about early aughts so and and the way the actors are, are approaching it is really heartbreaking uh maddening on both sides and and what i think is kind of unique too is you think that all signs are leading to, oh, maybe they're going to find sort of a resolution here. But then it comes down to Bobby made a decision and Lindsay made a decision, and they're still oh. conflicting decisions. Now, I feel like they've set themselves up to to once again maybe trickle down the, the road of unbelievability or making one side the bad guy. But as it stands now and as it's explored in this particular episode, I, I really found it uh an interesting exploration and as as you heard me in real time if you listen to the episode i don't i don't know what i would do in this scenario and and how i would respond on either side and so it was interesting to see 
I thought, two very grounded human uh, portrayals of a possible a possible outcome. So I'm, I'm, I, I dug it. It was uncomfortable, but I, I don't feel uncomfortable about, I mean, I do feel uncomfortable, but I think that's the point, but I don't feel uh, underserved by it. The other episode, or the other, it feels like a completely different episode of it television. It definitely does, yeah. I, I don't get it. I don't get the why. I get what they're trying to say because they just said it over and over and over again. I mean, just listen to the monologue. Basically, the closing time was her big monologue at the end. There was zero conflict because they tell us early on that there's no bomb in the thing. There's no... And... They serve not, but not, she gets exactly what she expected going in. There was no twist. There was no, it was played completely straight, as crazy as it was. It was a commentary on television, not really reality TV as much as just like what the networks serve us, highlighting all of the networks using real network people. But in, and I would give it even more credit if I believed that it was self referential if, that it was observing that it was doing the very thing it was commenting on but but it does not feel as if it was that yeah you might you as a viewer or you as a listener might disagree but my viewpoint is that it is it it is it fails ultimately not just because it's ridiculous which i think you'll comment on but because it it had a chance and they are smart enough he's shown that he has the the, the capability david and the writing staff to to let us see the wink, let us know that they're, it seems not to re recognize that it is the victim and it is guilty of all of the things it is it is commenting on, right? Which, I don't know, that's my viewpoint. And it's just ridiculous. It's Bobby McRambo style stupid. It, and it doesn't, it's stupid. Yeah, we get it, television's dumb. Like we, what, why is, it, it's, it's played almost as strong as the like they're commenting on the death penalty, right? And it's mm -hmm. just not. Yeah, the yes, television and the entertainment industry is gross and and exploitative. But but the, I don't know. It feels beneath the show. It feels just stupid. And it uses Annie McDowell in such a st stupid part. She's just better than that. So uh, I really did not like that. Uh, maybe you'll convince me otherwise. It brings down the score quite a bit. I think it's. It, Barely breaches six point. I'm gonna say five point seven five spare tires, maybe lower. Five point five point four five spare tires. Yeah. <clears throat> well, uh, you know, I'll work like you did. Um, the Bobby Lindsay thing. I, I, you know, I think I feel sort of like you do, where I'm, I'm coming around a little bit on it, um, because. Again, it's a valid story to tell. It's a story that's going to happen a lot. Happens a lot in real life. And I think it's um, it's a, almost a little ahead of its time playing uh, playing out that depressing storyline. But that is very human. Um, and of course, being performed well. I, I it, My problem with it is not Lindsay and Bobby breaking up. Because... To be perfectly honest, I wasn't super invested in their relationship to begin with. Um, it's a show about the practice of law. I don't give a shit who's fucking who, or who's married to who, or whatever. I, it's just it's just not that interesting to me for for the for this purposes. Um, 
But I wish that they had come up with a more coherent reason why, right? Because we're being told that this this breakup is happening because of like being emotionally detached or something, 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 right? There are plenty of good reasons why they might break up the result of trauma that they have both gone through, the lack of um, support that they've taken to deal with that trauma. Um, you know, maybe there are consequences of it moving forward. Maybe it's maybe it's about intimacy. Maybe it's about behavior. Maybe it's an, an addiction crops up or like all sorts of things that would be, I think, more tied to the re to the story that they've been telling. Um, where in reality, Bobby's just sort of shitty and Lindsay's just kind of there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Yeah. Uh, I mean, everything I said is, a, is, is accepting that they retconned the story, right? Cause the truth is, is that there's plenty of, I mean, Bobby's explaining why this particular, uh, straying happened, but that's. Take not taking into any of the account that they've shown Bobby to be having a wandering eye to be to right. be nice. And, you know what I mean? and and we've spent a lot of time saying, well, Lindsay abandoned him. Lindsay is emotionally distant or whatever. Well, they haven't really told that story, right? They they're referencing it. She's been accused of it a ton, but we haven't really seen it. Right. So I, I don't I don't believe it. <laughs> you know, it's it's just not. So the the lead into it has hurt this storyline um so i mean you know it ending with bobby's wandering eye yeah that makes sense that's set up like of course of course that's how uh, how it ended it's just Lindsay's half of it feels unearned and unexplained um all right so the less moons moonves canon of it all uh i can't help make this better um but i think i can imagine why it's there david e kelly at this point in his career and his relationship with television television is pissed five years ago this show and ali mcbeal was crushing the world he won the Emmy Award for Best Comedy and Best Drama. People were paying attention. It was like the the prestige procedural or the prestige scripted drama was dominating television and was feeling like we were about to go in, you know, with the West Wing and Sopranos, we were going to go into the golden age of television. Well, guess what happened between then and when this episode aired? Reality television came in like a gorilla and stomped on everything else. And so at this point, not only was the practice getting stomped by reality television show, he had three shows canceled in the year previous to this episode. And the practice at this point was hanging on by a thread of being canceled as well. So... Uh, in the two shows that I mentioned earlier, uh, he, he developed two new dramas. The, the one of them got nine episodes. The other one got seven before being canceled. Ally McBeal had just been canceled. 
And one of the reasons that reality TV was kicking his ass was money, mm. was the budget. Reality TV was crazy, still is, crazy cheap to produce. And David E. Kelly-style scripted dramas are crazy expensive. And one of the reasons that he's about to be, you know, or that that the practice is in such danger right now is it's super expensive. Um, the cast is very expensive. The sets are expensive. The, the, all of it. Um, so I think this is David E. Kelly pissed off about the state of what's happening with his stuff, the stuff that's happening in the larger picture of the television world. He's pissed off at the audience. The last thing he does is aim a cannon at the audience and shoot the audience, then have Eugene tell us we just shot the audience. He's saying, fuck you for watching Fear Factor with all this work that I'm doing. Um, and I think that that is... That's where he's at. And I think there's a part of this episode where that part of it was just bad. You know, it was lit bad. It wasn't performed well. It looked bad. And I think there might have been a part, I don't know if this was conscious or subconscious, where David E. Kelly's like, you want garbage? Here's some fucking garbage. Watch my damn show. And I think that is where David E. Kelly was at when this was uh, written and produced. So I don't have an answer, but that's a lot of speculation. Sure. And the different ratings, if that's it, then that's like, that's, that's like the John Ashcroft. Okay. I'm, I'm on board for that, but then do it well. Right. But I, I, I think he was too mad, you know, and I think this happens sometimes. David E. Kelly gets too angry to do it well. And he's been, he's been pissed off this whole season, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and and he was he was pissed off and did it well when dealing with the Catholic church, Catholic church molestation issues. Like he did that, he was pissed and he did that well. All right, well then it sounds like you. Okay, well then what's your score? Reflect it. What's your rating? What's your, <sighs> on sweeps weeks? I understand the rage. I understand writing a revenge piece. I wrote a revenge musical, but this isn't good. It's not good. I'm sorry. It's, I'm sorry. It's just not good. And I think if you're looking back on it today, you know, it's not good. So he uh, just said, explained exactly why his, his defendant is, has every reason to have done what they did. And then says, but I think they're guilty. <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent guilty. You're you're guilty. This is this is bad. Uh, this is like this is like a rage tweet that became a network television show. Amazing. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna give it a five point eight. Okay, we close. I, all I thought we were gonna have like a have to come and come meet in the middle, but no, you're we're on the same board. It's not good. It's not good. So uh, wow. So, all right. So, I think it's time for us to reveal the well, Easter egg. Shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's, it's just, not hard to explain. At it's, CBS jumping the shark. Everything's jumped. The shark being jumped. The whole thing. It's it's that's a pretty genius one, Keith. Yeah. Well, it makes sense in context. Unlike the Out of Practice podcast. Well, folks, if you would like to write in, uh, you know, Tom Brady needs to cheer up, Mike. 
we'd all like to hear from you. You can find us at out of practice podcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at out of practice podcast. While you're there, you know, <laughs> leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or any other service. Let us know if it's not Apple Podcasts because we're not checking that stuff. We also would like to thank our founding sponsors, Jorge Navoa, Cloud Lover 69, Leanne Wrights, Jennifer Masanova, and Kari Kuhn. Folks, you might not have to review us, but you can do so with your wallets. As always, the show is way more expensive than it needs to be, as David E. Kelly explored in this week's episode. You can find links in our show notes to donate to the show a one-time contribution or monthly sustaining membership. It's like PBS, but, you know, not at all. But we're bad. Yeah, <laughs> but we're bad. Hey, you can also help by telling a friend to check us out uh, or checking out our other show on the channel, Look at My Star Trek Toys, where we have an exploration of toys, custom toy makers, and Keith's never-ending nerddom. Folks, I'm not telling you to do this, but if you want to go to another successful podcast, take their hosts and tie them up, hold them hostage, and potentially blow them up with a cannon, you can do so, but make sure to load that cannon simply with laser sounds. Laser sounds.